Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Happy Tuesday, Golden Eagle fans. Listen across the state of Mississippi. It's the Eagle Hour. Thanks for joining us. Luke Johnson, Kelly Santer, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studio. We're all together at the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Beautiful downtown edge of the world, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, out here on Highway 98. Yeah, Kelly, I was just trying to mix it all in there to no, make it I work. I got you. Yeah, I'm going to start calling you the mad scientist here, man. You got <laughs> you got a, a laptop in front of you. You got a, a cell phone over here that's it's got a huge, like a TV screen. You got your backpack over here. You're just Luke, in, in yeah, the laboratory to today. With me, okay? in, in the early days of the Eagle Hour, when I was the third wheel with Stump, I was referred to as the research department. And the research department, <laughs> the Eagle Hour, literally was my MacBook. That's all it was. So we created a separate entity for it, and that, yeah, that's what it was. But your backpack, you got every device in the world going over here. Just, ha- just happy to be here with you guys. And Dalton and, J. Stanford uh, has his, uh, that would be an iPad. It, it is. It and is. then you got a computer over there next to you. What is the deal with your generation, you guys? Hey, man, got to stay informed, especially if you're on the radio. You know, with the things going on in the world, I'm not sure I want to be informed. One of the reasons I like doing this show, it's so uplifting and fun. Hey, man. Eagle fans across the state to come together. The Esquire's had a haircut since I've seen him last. But anyway, anyway, it's good to be with you guys. Got a good show for you today. Preston Hansford uh, joining us a little later. I was right. Number 88. There we go. You've been right on everything for the last (laughs) few months. But... uh, Segment one, every day brought to us by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, some of the best barbecue in the world. They can cater your next event. Go see them for lunch. Go see them for dinner. Get some of that ice cream. And, man, they have some really, really – the sandwiches are good. I've had the big salad before. And there's nothing like, you know, walking out to the roost and and grabbing a sausage dog from Jody Lott, but then somebody having Dickie's Barbecue out there. And football season coming up, it's the way to tailgate. Yeah, tailgate or or, uh, let them cater your fantasy football draft. That's right. Ooh, yeah, a lot of that. If you if you guys remember, the Dickies catered the Super Talk Hattiesburg Political Forum a few weeks ago, and man, it was delicious. Yeah, really good. You. That's right. Well, we are really excited to have joining us now on the hotline, men's head basketball coach Jay Ladner. Coach, thanks for joining us today. Thank y'all for having me on. Uh, always an honor. Well. Uh, what what's been going on? I mean, it's the summer, but I know you're 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 working them to death. Give us some updates. What's going on? Okay, well, uh, you know the the times have changed. You know, I, I graduated in '88, and when I was when I was playing at Southern Miss, things were things were much different. You know, with the advent of the academic progress rate and the uh, importance of that, and that's a it's a great thing. It's a great thing, but you know. Now you have the only time that the only guys that were really here on campus uh, in the summers when I was playing in, in 84 through 88 were really the guys that needed just a few extra hours to maintain eligibility. So it was it was a spotty group. You know, it wasn't always you didn't have your whole squad there. And uh, 
Uh, I even remember the guy, and I was obviously local, being from Hattiesburg, but a lot of our players, the, the ones that were uh, accessible were just the guys that were local. And uh, and we even we would even lift weights a lot of times with with the, some of the football players to, to make a group, you know. So anyway, uh, but now those things have really changed. You've got your entire squad here uh, the entire summer, which is, is great for a lot of reasons. It helps us to – to get ahead academically, to keep our guys in, on, on progress toward degree, uh, which is important for uh, moving forward, that all of our guys uh, graduate. That's a big thing for me personally. Um, but it also gives us a chance to train our players. We, we uh, NCAA rules allow us to practice our players four times a week, or excuse me, four hours a week, uh, and then four hours of weightlifting and conditioning. So. Uh, four days a week, Monday, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, we're actually able to practice our players uh, for an hour, and then they get a chance to lift and condition for an hour. So they get two good hours of basketball work uh, in four days a week, and then uh, obviously a lot of academic work going on each one of those days as well during the week. And so it's been a real busy week. Uh, I mean, excuse me, a busy summer. We've had a, a outstanding summer of uh, basketball camps that are important to the health of our program and promoting our program as well as is helping out the, exposing our uh, whatever knowledge that we have and trying to help uh, basketball in the local area to all the youngsters and, and getting them involved in our program. And again, the other side of that is we have an opportunity to gain some fans when we do that. So running our basketball camp operation is, is, is big business. Uh, uh, and, and we got had a, just a, a tremendous response with that and helps us with recruiting and just just a lot of different ways. And then obviously with recruiting, as we've gotten into recruiting, the NCAA calendar changed this year uh, with some changes from the NCAA uh, and allowed us to get out some in June, which was never allowed before. And then uh, our assistants and myself have, have been beating the bushes hard here in July, identifying players. Uh, not only for this year's program, but certainly beginning to recruit in the future as we uh, got the job after signing day uh, when, when I, I was fortunate enough to be named the coach. So uh, our, our groundwork is being laid for future recruiting, which, as, as you all know, probably takes it takes years of cultivating sometimes those relationships. And so anyway, we're but we hit the ground running. We're excited uh, to be home. We're excited to be uh, get our program. Our goal was to become a national power in men's basketball, and we are working hard at that every day and excited about doing it. Coach, so much going on. You mentioned recruiting, and I didn't get to talk to you about this last time you guys were on. I was on vacation. Uh, Coach Hill coming on board, you just can't say enough how huge that is for recruiting uh, with him and his his connections nationally and, and just how uh, of, of a great coach he is joining Coach Rowan, Coach Weatherspoon. Well, uh, you mentioned exactly what I would have said, and um, I, I'm going to give you a little bit of background because people may say, well, you know, what, what is Delonte Hill? Delonte Hill is regarded, uh, and, and not this is not Jay Ladner saying it, Delonte Hill is regarded as, as one of the top assistant coaches in the country, uh, has recruited numerous NBA guys. It was at Maryland, uh, uh, Kansas State, recruited Michael Beasley. Uh, we could just go on and on about the guys, and and I'm going to put it in kind of in our perspective here, uh, and then I'll give you the background of what his connection is, I should say. He and I were together in uh, two weeks ago in Augusta. We were uh, in Atlanta, uh, Birmingham, big big summer basketball events there. And uh, uh, besides being with other coaches, but he and I were th- together most of the time. And, um, uh, the you know, when, when a Roy Williams uh, uh, stops by or 
Frank Martin, and, and, and again, they, they say, hey, Coach Latner, and then, but they give him a hug. I mean, it, 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 it's the amount of respect he had. It was, was incredible. You know, and those are things that I observed, and that happened time after time after time. Uh, and then, then subsequently, as I would not, maybe he wouldn't be directly by me at that time, so many coaches came to me and said, Coach, uh, unbelievable hire, how, how y'all got Delonte Hill to Southern Miss. He said, that's great. But how, how we got them is through a relationship. Uh, and to be honest with you, my former, uh, one of my former assistant coaches at Southeastern Louisiana, David Kiefer, who was actually on my staff at Jones Junior College as well, uh, and has now become the head coach at Southeastern Louisiana. I'm very proud of David. He was on the staff at, uh, with Frank Martin's staff at Kansas State. Uh, when Michael Beasley was actually playing there and Delonte was an assistant, and they became very close friends. Well, as we are in the South, a friend of a friend's a friend. So as we, over the last five years, uh, uh, when we would uh, be in Las Vegas recruiting or, or wherever it may be, and Delonte would be there, we would always be together. And, um, and so we developed, Delonte and I developed a friendship. Well, when the staff, uh, when we were beginning to put our staff together here i you know and delante mentioned several times to me over the time said coach man i would love to come work for you i'd love to come work for you. well i gave him an opportunity we had with having a staff uh, opening obviously on our staff and uh, it took a little bit of time to work it out where it was great for both of us but we were able to get there thank thank goodness to our our support of our athletic administration and 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 he has already made a huge impact and uh, we i can tell you we're already involved with uh, players at a very, very high level from different parts of the country. And I, we're going to continue. We, we're, you know, Mississippi's our home base. We're going to recruit Mississippi uh, harder than anyone will recruit Mississippi. And certainly the, our geographical imprint, Delonte Hill, not only gives us connections inside that geographical imprint, he gives us connections across the country to some very high-level players. And it's going to – it'll have a – lifeblood of our program, let's face it, is recruiting. He will, he will have – uh, be an instrumental part, I should say, uh, along with our other coaches. But it'd be an instrumental part of us getting to our goal quicker of becoming a national power. All right, Jay, I, I say that with utmost confidence. Coach Ladner, on the other side of the commercial break, we're going to talk to you about a signee that was announced that you that you got this week from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. In about ten seconds before we go to break, real quick, um, you you were. I'll tell you what. Let's just hold it until after the break. When after the break, again, we'll talk about the recruit that you guys announced this week, and I want to talk specifically about. I was at your summer camps as an observer this summer. Oh yeah, and and I was very impressed. And I told you this that. It's not just your name on the camp. You were on the floor coaching a bunch of kids who could hardly walk and chew gum at the same time. And I'm going, what is this Division One coach doing working with these seven-year-olds? We'll talk yeah. about your direct involvement with your own camps, which is unusual at the Division One level, and a recruit that you signed this week. When the Eagle Hour continues, we'll burn timeout number one and be back in a moment. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The second segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Book Mart in the big yellow building across from the main entrance on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. You cannot 
miss it. Nope. Unless you're colorblind, I guess. But, I mean, it is about as big and as yellow. Maybe they should get Big Bird as the mascot. But, I mean, it, it is big and yellow, and it has all the Southern Miss clothing and swag that you would want. Get ready for the upcoming football season. Textbooks are there. But they'll, you look highly anticipatory, big, like you want to say big, something. Big Bird or just give you and me a, a Go Gold shirt. Yeah. Either one. That, although I'm probably down 1X hey. from before. You know, I'm working on it. You look good. But continuing on the uh, on our Super Talk Mississippi hotline is men's head basketball coach Jay Lanner. And Jay, uh, we talked on this program about um, how populated your summer camps were. And one of the things that really struck me, and I'm not saying this to be patronizing, I, I genuinely noticed it because in my years, my 40 years of broadcasting, rarely did I see any Division One coach in any sport be so hands-on with the camps they were conducting. It was usually the assistant coaches, the grad assistants, etc., and the head coach might have come out for the last 10 minutes to give a pep talk to the kids. But you were there getting grit under the fingernails, working with look like seven- and eight-year-olds. Man, you were just <laughs> as busy as any other coach. What gives? Why? Wh- when you don't necessarily necessarily have to do that no i i don't have to um kelly i guess i'm just wired a little bit differently and probably my background too uh growing up the son of a coach and and uh uh you know a high school coach and then coaching at the high school level for so many years i just uh that's just the way i've always known to do it and if my name is tied to it i wanted to make sure that we were given those children as much as we could possibly give and i actually take a a a lot of pride in making sure that i am there and and even some of my (laughs) they kind of laugh sometimes that now coach you know you're not really supposed to be doing this but but i I, if my name's on it I, i want i want it to be the very best that we can possibly do for those kids and uh i'm gonna be down there i'll be down there again next year in 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 every single camp that we have and uh, doing the best I can to give those kids everything we have. So well, well, that's just a point of pride to me to do it. Yeah, you certainly had a lot of energy, although I'm not sure that seven- and eight-year-olds really could tell you the pluses and minuses of a one-three-one zone <laughs> trap. But, <laughs> but, at, but at any rate, let's talk about recruiting. You talked in the first segment. Um, Angel... Angel Smith has been signed uh, out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, ranked as the 25th best recruit in the state of Florida. Fort Lauderdale, not exactly a place where Southern Miss has has recruited in the past. Tell us what's going on there. Okay, well, um, again, uh, you know, obviously when you develop recruiting contacts, uh, uh, and and we were able to bring contacts that we had developed – uh, at southeastern Louisiana, obviously, to Southern Miss. Uh, here's the background on Angel Smith. Angel Smith plays for uh, uh, Northeast High School. We had signed a young man out of uh, Northeast High School the prior year at southeastern Louisiana who's an outstanding player. Uh, his name is Jeremiah Saunders. Uh, as we were recruiting Jeremiah Saunders, the best player on their basketball team was Angel Smith. Um, so, obviously, coming to Southern Miss, having a, a uh, more of a, uh, you know, maybe a little more leverage, you know, uh, Southern Miss open, there's more more doors open to Southern Miss maybe than southeastern Louisiana. Um, and, and, and as we began to develop that relationship with those coaches down there, and Jeremiah Saunders had such a good experience at southeastern louisiana obviously they had we developed some rapport with the coaches there and uh 
the second part of that is is uh, the there's there's a group of brothers of seven brothers there in that area called the Gillian brothers, and uh, one of them is the coach at Northeast High School. The other one uh, was an assistant coach at Tennessee Tech. That's why Tennessee Tech was so heavily involved in his recruiting because the brothers obviously were going to uh, help influence him to go to Tennessee Tech. Well, there was a coaching change at Tennessee Tech, which uh, late in the spring, which opened the door for. Uh, the opportunity for him to come to Southern Miss, and and uh, and and so uh, I had spoken actually with their uh, one of the coach, the Gillian brother who named Gerald, who was at Tennessee Tech even about one of our positions. Uh, we uh, obviously eventually went with Delonte Hill, but however, Gerald was so he was kind of in basketball. He he had a lot of influence on this young man and where he was going to go to school. He was so impressed on his visit here, even though he didn't get the job, uh, that he was able to help us land uh, Angel. And when I tell you, Kelly, that Angel Smith is, I'm not as familiar, and I'm not saying this as an absolute, but I will say that he's going to be as good a high school signee. And I want to emphasize the high school. We've had some good transfers and there's good junior college players in here. He's as good a high school signee. As they've had, as Southern Miss has had, uh, in a number of years. Now, anybody that anybody that didn't know that you were in the first year of your contract, if if they looked at your upcoming schedule, would would realize <laughs> you were in the first year of a contract because the, a tournament that you're going to in November, in the Bahamas, that's the good thing. All right, but the, but the teams in the Bahamas that you could potentially play, you're opening with Gonzaga. They're pretty good, in case you've been living in a cave and didn't know about Gonzaga's team. Other teams in that field include North Carolina, Oregon, Michigan, Iowa State. So, and those are just some of them. All right. So with that in mind, Coach Ladner, have you lost your mind? <laughs> well, I will say this. Uh, I, here, here's what I – there's two sides to that. Probably so. Um, but there, the other side of it is, is there's a conference tie-in. The, the truth of the matter is there's a conference tie-in with the Battle of Atlanta uh, with Conference USA. And for whatever reason, I think, well, for, for some of the uh, circumstances that Coach Sadler inherited, they were able to defer – the Southern Miss participation in that for a number of years, obviously because of the competition, and I think that uh, needing needing to try to win some ball games and so forth. Well, there were there was no other deferment <laughs> when I got it, so I, I think I think they figured the uh, the athletic administration here said, "Well, it's his first year. Let's go ahead and throw him to the wolves." Yeah, but you know, However, even I need to, I, saying, I want to say this. Go ahead. I want, we our goal was to be a national power. And we're going to turn what probably it's going to be. That's going to be a tough three games for us. But what a great recruiting opportunity! And I want players that we recruit to want to go play Gonzaga, to want to go play North Carolina. We can't get to the top unless we begin to beat the people that are ahead of us. And what a great opportunity, great recruiting opportunity for us to go down there. Is it going to be tough sledding? Yes. Are we really equipped to go? compete with those people right now no we're not we're too young of a team um uh, not experienced but what i think this will help toughen us up quicker uh as we approach conference play so uh, we we didn't have a lot to do with making that particular uh uh agreement schedule agreement to go to the bahamas but it it is what it is and we're going to welcome the challenge with open arms and we're going to turn what could be a negative into a positive and and 
get it to help our team and help future recruiting and let people know, hey, you're going to have an opportunity to go play these type of teams every year. Well, and I was going to say, if you go back to your, your tenure at Southeastern Louisiana, it's not like uh, you guys were afraid to play anybody at, at that uh, at that level when you were lining up down in uh, down yeah. in Hammond. That's right. Kelly, we played, We played, you know, we mentioned Gonzaga. We, we've been to Spokane. We played, We've uh, Southeastern Louisiana played, uh, uh, we, we led, uh, actually, Gonzaga uh, into the second half. And, and, again, what I learned at Southeastern Louisiana is, well, we were obviously forced to play uh, a, a large number of what would be called guarantee games to help our bu- in our budgetary situation. And so it was going to happen either way. So what we wanted to do was to, to take that and use that in recruiting to say, hey, you're going to be able to go to South Bend and play Notre Dame. You're going to be able to go to Texas Tech. We played Texas Tech last year in Lubbock. We, we, played, we played Cal, Gonzaga. I can go list on and on. And, and we want to do that. We don't have to do it to that, that extent here. But I want Southern, Miss, Southern Mississippi basketball to be looked at like people look at Gonzaga. If they can do it at Gonzaga, trust me, we can do it here at Southern Miss. If Gonzaga can do the, and if you go to Gonzaga, they, you know, campus wide, a beautiful campus, obviously, but it, it, they, it, Mark Few and I have become friends actually since we played them at Southeastern Louisiana. He said it all just started with a dream and a commitment. He said, and if I got to thinking back in the 80s, I never heard of Gonzaga. I, in the, as a kid growing up, I never had heard of them. That program started in the, in the late '80s and early '90s with a vision, and we have that same vision here at Southern Miss. We want to we want to not only be like Gonzaga. Eventually, it's going to take time to build, and it's going to take some support and commitment from the school administration and community. But trust me, it can be done. We have everything in place here uh, that 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 is makes it capable. Uh, for us to achieve that here coach about 30 seconds left can you just update our listeners real quick are we back up to full scholarships this year are we still lacking a couple yes we are yes we are we uh inherited a very similar situation in southeastern louisiana i know we keep referring to that we we inherited a program there that was short of scholarship and on probation uh it took a couple of years uh that things that had happened in the football program down there and basketball for some reason was penalized for it as well but uh, 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 here, you know, we're just coming off that probation, but yes, we do have 13 full scholarships finally, and we're very excited about that. And we are, uh, we y'all have had some great news on Angel Smith, and I hopefully we can come back in another week or so, and I'm going to give you some maybe some even better news about another potential player that we're about to add. But anyway, I, I'm, I'm a little premature, and I can't comment on that because it's not quite finished yet, but it's very exciting. Understood. Well, Coach, uh, we're excited, and uh, we'll, we'll welcome back on this show anytime. We're all looking forward to the start of basketball season. Thanks for joining us today. Thank, thank you all, and anytime. And listen, I heard you got Preston Hansford on, and, and, <laughs> and Preston was playing football when I was playing basketball here. Please tell Preston I said hello. We'll do it. That's Coach Jay Ladner joining us uh, today. We'll talk some football with Preston Hansford right after this on the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. We appreciate Jay Ladner joining us and hope he's back in another week or so with some more exciting uh, news. Angel Smith, a big uh, commit for the Golden Eagle basketball team, 6'5 guard out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Also interest from Kansas State and Old Dominion and some other schools. And so excited for that kid to be coming to Hattiesburg. Excited for uh, basketball season uh, to start up. Glad you're joining us today. Luke 
Dalton and Kelly from the First Bank Studio all together in Hattiesburg uh, today. First Bank, our studio sponsor. Everything you need uh, for your financial lives, go uh, go see Reggie Collier, the Perfect Ten, as well as uh, great staff at, at First Bank. This segment brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Check them out on Facebook. They always have uh, daily specials. You can find out those weekly specials. And remember, until football season, you can get six. 65 cent wings every Tuesday night. 4th Street Bar and Grill located just in the shadow of the Rock on 4th Street in Hattiesburg. Football season's here, Kelly, and we've got a great, great tight end about to join us. Oh, number 88, Preston Hansford, who probably did he did he not realize back when he was playing that the teams that he was on would be would be noted as uh, some of the most consistent and proficient performing teams that Southern Miss has ever had. And he joins us now in the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline. Preston, good afternoon to you. Glad you're with us. Good afternoon, guys. Hey, Great man. To be on your show. Well, thanks, man. The, the original Nasty Bunch played a couple of years with Coach Jim Carmody, and then that transition took place. Curly Hallman came in. When you look back on those days, Preston, what are your, some, some of your fondest memories of uh, wearing the black and gold? Uh, well, uh, being a kid that grew up in Alabama, uh, uh, I wanted to I wanted to play against them and compete against them every year. So we we got a chance to play Alabama and Auburn every year and competed real well with them. And uh, the uh, I came over to Mississippi and I learned the hatred that we had at Southern Miss versus Ole Miss and Mississippi State and got a chance to put it up, put a weapon on Mississippi State for my four years while I was there. And that's that's something that uh, we'd like to see happen this year. Is the Golden Eagles have to go too Starkville this year? We talked about Luke Johnson being the research department. Luke, you've got about every statistic of every every <laughs> every thing that uh, Preston Hansford ever did on the field. You've got the numbers to back it up, Preston. That '87 season really was uh, your breakout season. Um, but but you played also as a freshman. Now this was in you know the the, the mid to late '80s. Uh, what was it like coming in in that time period in football and playing immediately as a freshman? It was uh, it was wonderful. Um, I uh, came in uh, coach Jim Carmody. You know he had been a uh, been been at Southern Miss and then he went in the pros and and came back. He was really a catalyst that that brought all us guys in, Brett and myself and a bunch of others. And uh, he knew how to evaluate talent very well. And I was just fortunate to be there, but. I was in the right place at the right time. I was uh, in a, true, uh, a redshirt freshman in 86, and uh, a guy named Carlos Powell was ahead of me. He went down with an injury, and I came in and started the rest of the year. And same thing back in 87 as well, too. What game so, was uh, that in 86 that was, was your first game? Uh, well, I, I played on all the special teams, so I played it every game. But I started tight end against Alabama. So that was and, uh, that was week two at, at Legion Field. Wow, yes, it's amazing. And you look at the next week, the, the second game of your season uh, of your career that you start. The very next week up at uh, Memorial Stadium in, in Jackson, you talked about you know beating Mississippi State. What was that like? I mean, your 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 third game overall, your second game to start at tight end, and you defeat the Bulldogs in Jackson. Well, yes, sir. It was uh, that was great times. Uh, we had course. Like I said, we had Coach Carmody, who was a big defensive guy. And uh, during the week, we'd, we'd throw the ball all around. And on, on Saturday, we uh, we ran two tight ends against Mississippi State. And we ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, and we threw when we had to. And uh, But uh, we put it on them. And uh, 
uh, we uh, we enjoyed it. I know I, I remember I played 98 snaps against Mississippi State that year, and uh, at the end of the game, I just didn't even know if I was going to make it off the field, but we made it off. Man, talk about ball control, huh? 98 snaps. Now, Preston, come, <laughs> coming out of high school in Alabama, were you a, a blocker first and a catcher second? What Talk about your skill set coming out of high school. Well, um, we were uh, – we were a little bit of whatever we needed to do. I was, I was a big, tall, skinny guy back in those days, and uh, I ran pretty well. And uh, I'd like to say I was a receiver, but due to the offense that we had, which was ground and ground and ground and pound, we pretty much I was an extension of the offensive line. And uh, we, we, like I said, we we'd run we'd run the ball most of the time. We'd throw the ball when we had to. How much did you put on the freshman fifteen? Your first year in Hattiesburg, or when you're on a football team, does the freshman 15 become the freshman 30? Shoot, man, let me tell you what, I put on a freshman 50. I, was, uh, I weighed 215 pounds as a freshman in, in 85, and then redshirted that year, and the next year I came in at 265. Wow. And could run, block, and catch if you needed him to. Preston, well, talk. Yes, Go ahead. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, no, that's right. I said yes, sir. That's what we could do. We uh, we had a really good ball club, and then we had a little old guy that did pretty good in the NFL. Came in '87, and uh, we were able to throw the ball around. A and, bit. and what was his name? Favre? What was I think it? his name was Brett Favre or something yeah, like that. I've heard of him. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that little-known guy. Um, what was it like? I mean, he, he signs and as, as a second, uh, you know, as a as a safety or a defensive back. How how quick did did you? Because that was your third year on campus. How quick was it for you and your teammates to recognize that he was pretty special? Well, let me tell you something. What this is so funny about Brett? He was so special. Uh, freshmen always report before anybody else. The very first day we got there, everybody's like, "Man, you got to see this guy throw the football." I mean, we're. This is, a fresh, this is his freshman year. I'm like, yeah, right. He, he can't be that good. He is that good. <laughs> and he was that good from, from the day one. We uh, we always heard in Green Bay when he would get mad, you know, he would just try to break people's fingers. Did he ever injure your hands in any way catching a pass from him? Oh, no, no. It's not too bad on that. But uh, we definitely put our helmet on when he was throwing the ball around. You don't want to, you don't want to not have your helmet on because – might lose a tooth or two. <laughs> that 88 squad, uh, your junior year, 10-2, and two, Coach Holman comes in. We never really hear too much about the transition between, you know, Coach Carmody and, and Coach Holman. Uh, but that 88 team was a pretty special year. What was that transition like, and what do you remember that, that made that 88 squad so special? Well, I can tell you the difference between the two, and, and, and uh, a lot of people don't know a whole lot about it. There was one catalyst that we had through the whole time that uh, – um, that was a guy that was hired by our, our then athletic director, uh, Mr. Bill. Um, Bill McClellan. Uh, Bill McClellan. Steve Maples. Yeah, Steve Maples hired was hired in, and he was he was on both staffs. And and then uh, Coach Carmody was so tough and rough, and and then Curly Hallman didn't take any crap off anybody either. So it was really like we were had the same kind of guy, but. Uh, Curly Hall was able to put a few more things together, and, and we we had we had a lot more wins as well. Well, anytime you've got, I mean, the quarterback position is obviously paramount. And when you have a guy like that, you know, and and people forget too that Brett Favre was every every bit as good a baseball player 
You remember that, Preston? He was playing a little baseball over there, too. And I, oh, and, absolutely. Yeah, and the story goes that, that Coach Carmody was over there, too, and going, man, I didn't know that guy could throw like that. And then, <laughs> you know, the evolution from the defensive side to the offensive side. Pretty cool. Yeah, he. Uh, it's so funny. We used to we used to mess with Mr. Herb, his dad, when uh, when we were younger. He's like, "You got Brett recruited as a defensive back when he could throw this well." <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he was. A, he, you know, Brett pretty much ran the option a lot down down on the coast and also. But all's well that ends. Funny. Yeah, all's well that ends well. He turned out okay, I guess. Oh, I think he did okay. Yeah, yeah. Looking at looking now at you're still very involved. You you follow Southern Miss sports. Very important to you, obviously. Uh, your emotions and heart are still here. Um, it, it can't necessarily be said of all former Southern Miss athletes. Do you get back very often to campus, Preston? Yes, sir. I uh, I live about four hours away, but I, I come down as much as I can. Uh, in the early days, I was uh, I was married to an old cheerleader down there, and. Uh, we uh we lived in Hattiesburg and Jackson, went to every game. And uh uh but uh, but I come back as much as I can. I'm very involved with as many guys that I that I know of, uh that that, that I played together and all. And uh there's there's not one of us that don't love that university as much as the other does well i cannot uh, not take a bullet for not to sound patronizing but i really enjoyed your work and i think that that people don't understand really you guys luke included here because he he played football the work that you guys put in trying to win ball games and we as fans really enjoyed your work so thank you for that thank you very much it's very humbling to hear that and and uh we just we just are doing what we love to do and uh we're we're very happy as student athletes to, uh, and very blessed to be able to have a university such as Southern Mississippi uh, allow us to do that. And, uh Go out and have fun. Well, Preston, we're we're glad that that your ultimate allegiance lies in the state of Mississippi and and not Alabama. We're glad we could convert you over to this this <laughs> side over here. But man, thanks for coming on today. Thanks for sharing those stories and thanks for spending some time with us. Absolutely, guys, and uh, I hope we have a great year this year. And I predict we're going to go eight and four. I like it. I like it. Preston Hansford, former tight end, the Golden Eagles, spending some time with us today. Kelly and I will close it out right after this on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. The final segment of the Eagle Hour today, as always, brought to you by Gulfport Home Center. Gulfport Home Center on Highway 49, just north of Gulfport, very close to Harrison Central High School. Your volume dealer for pre-manufactured homes, whether you want uh, something small. And actually, you can you can get them now like two-bedroom, one-bath. I mean, you can get you know people that are downsizing. Maybe they get to be my age or even as big as like three-bedroom, three-bath homes. And if you're not really sure where you want to put it, they can even give you a line on property where that, uh, that might be suitable for you. You can join them online as well. GulfportHomeCenter.com. Proud to be a supporter of the Eagle Hour, and we're glad that they are with us. Now, as we always do in the final segment, Luke Johnson with a little bit about a lot of 
things. Just uh, just a recap in case you missed the first half of the show. Jay Ladner uh, spent some time with us, excited about uh, the new signing of, of Angel Smith, six foot five, hundred eighty pound guard out of Fort Lauderdale. Again, he got some interest uh, from Kansas State, Old Dominion, uh, a six five guard. Um, you know, Leonard Harper Baker was our six five big man. <laughs> last year and so uh and the fact that he's 6'5 180 yeah they're gonna have to put a little bit of meat on him they'll put some meat on him and he's yeah. a guy even in a system you know he, he may turn into a, a three guy you know he could turn into a wing um gabe watson you know he's got to step up uh, handling the ball drains a solid number two i mean it's there's very few finished top 10 and, and three-point percentage he's your he is the guy that will you know you you will lean on um, but you you got to have you know a wing out there and and, and there's got to be a big man that steps up underneath. Yeah, man, when you look at that schedule, just to begin the year, we were talking about you know North Carolina, Gonzaga, Iowa State, Michigan. I think Oregon is also in that field. Seton Hall, <laughs> Seton Hall, or, yeah. uh, or Iowa State. Yeah. Anyway, it should and the be Cyclones, fun. the Cyclones can play a little basketball. Yeah. You know, so I mean, none of those teams are weak in that field in the I Bahamas. You ever watch ESPN Classic? You ever you ever tune it? Every once in a while. Right now, it's actually on right now. Uh, it's the 2000 uh, Mobile Bowl, GMAC Bowl, uh, between Southern Miss and TCU. It, it's on. You know, it was one of the – it's really kind of the first time we broke TCU's heart. They came back the next year in 01, my true freshman year, and broke our hearts uh, and kept us out of a, a bowl game. Then we, you know, destroyed their BCS hopes. Two years later, but and that was when they had Ladanian Tomlinson. It was the right? 2000 game, right? Okay. Now I don't, I don't know if you uh, you went to that. I didn't go to it, but I watched. You know, back in the day, what, coming off those Liberty Bowl, the Humanitarian Bowl, all that, we'd have a big crowd at the house. I can remember watching that game. It was freezing cold outside, and that was the game where uh, Kenny Johnson catches the pass um, towards the end. Uh, we had missed several field goals in that game, and I remember Kurt Jones, who was one of my teammates, he had a red shirt, and Coach Bauer came up and got in his face and said, Jones, will you pull your red shirt to win this game for a son? And so Kurt's ready to go on the sidelines, and uh, Jeff Kelly hits Kenny Johnson, who's a true freshman at the time, to win. My my most, uh, not Tomlinson, even not the, the, the touchdown at the end, what I remember that night, it was about, it was in the low 30s in Mobile. TCU had a barefooted punter, and he would walk out on the field in 30-degree weather, ball hard as a rock, and would kick it. Well, didn't we used to we used to have a punter named Barefoot, didn't we? We did, but Britt <laughs> but Brit wore shoes. We were at, uh, we were at South Florida one time, and, and they were just some terrible fans. And, and the South Florida fans they yelled, "Hey, Barefoot, you lied to us, man! <laughs> you got socks and shoes on." I still think it, when you look back at the history of the program, I think the best bowl performance ever had to be what the '97. Liberty, yes. uh, ninety-seven, forty-one to seven victory over over Pitt. Uh, Pitt. Yeah, that was that was man. You talk about nearly a flawless football game. Lee Roberts was the quarterback on that team, and uh, they annihilated Pitt. And that, that was, was when uh, when Marchant Kenny got up in the. It was his last game. He got up in the camera and went, "Not so fast, Corso. Not so fast." It. I would encourage everybody just to get you excited for for football season. Go back. You can go on YouTube and watch that game. You look at that defense, and you see Thompson's the DC, but Thompson and and Womax, you know, on that, um, and, and you see how those guys float around. Coach Pollard was a, a, a linebacker, uh, Ty Trahan, Pat Sertain, Jamal Alexander. I mean, it is ads out there. Well, you talk about Coach Pollard. Now his son 
is a legacy playing yep. at Southern Miss on the offensive line. So it's amazing how the clock gets on down the road. But just the way that Thompson would coach them up, they would prowl around. You know, the, Gonzalez was the quarterback for, for Pitt. He was so, you know, they were talking him up. Oh, this is going to be, you know. And, dude, they went out and waxed. And, you, you know, you, you talk about John Thompson, and, and I really thought – I really thought that with his pedigree, he had the he had the potential to be a really really good head coach for a long time at a school, and he got some opportunities. It just it just got lost in translation. You know, yeah. he went to East Carolina and really sputtered, and I think eventually he then went to Arkansas State maybe and was a was a head coach there, but just never caught on. And I, I've always find it found it very interesting how guys who are such exceptional coordinators, and and sometimes it works out. But there are other times I'm just I'm surprised that that didn't work out. I thought John Thompson was gonna be a good one, and it's just for whatever reason. My preference, you know, I'm just subjectively speaking here. I played for a coach who was an offensive specialist with Coach Bauer, um, but Coach Bauer valued defense, so he would just let the defense do their thing. You know, the way that Coach Op has it now, he just looks at Coach Faulkner and just says, "Do it," you know. And he, I almost like a defensive leaning head coach just because he can focus on that and the offense can do whatever they want to because so. bottom line you got to have the defense man. you got to defense will keep you in the have game. and we've got one this year and it's exciting uh, for them to play thanks to jay ladner thanks to preston hansford uh, for joining us talk some soccer tomorrow head and uh, soccer coach of the golden eagles will be joining us and uh, just appreciate you hanging out with us spotify itunes stitcher dalton what else uh, Google Play uh, Music and the iTunes podcast app. Wherever it is, uh, or supertalk.fm. So wherever it is, we appreciate you joining us. And as always, as we sign off, Southern Miss to, to the, the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.